Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey there, it is good to be back. Another episode here at Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. Um, I'm Angie, and I have got to say it has been quite a week or two here. I'm trying to get through uh, my son's senior year, homecoming week. It's been a blast, but a lot of work involved. And um, today, I started getting back yesterday, I started getting back to some but I don't know if you want to call it normalcy, but back to, you know, doing normal things around the house and, and trying to get back on track with my exercise and eating better because I was constantly on the run last week. And so today I thought, you know what? I need to share with you. Facing fears is huge. Um, we all face them. Um, amputees are, we don't face any more than the normal person, depending on what you're going through, right? And it's all perspective. So I have to tell you that um, I felt so inclined to share w- what I've been going through the last 24 hours. But before I do that, I had told you a couple weeks ago that I was going to have my assistant prosthetist on, David, and I am trying to get his schedule nailed down, but he has been so busy with him and Randy working the limb center. Um, it is really hard to get a working guy working full shifts situated to even sit down and have a, an hour conversation. So I'm still planning on having him on. We are going to talk about managing expectations, which is highly important no matter what you're going through in life. But um, we will put a spin on it as an amputee because that's what we talk about. And you can take anything you want from it, no matter what phase of life you're in, what phase of medical or amputation or just anything you're dealing with, but managing expectations is coming. I'm hoping in the next week or two, you'll hear uh, from David and we'll, we'll discuss a little bit about, about managing our expectations when it comes to especially getting a socket and getting fit and feeling comfortable and normal. And I I quote normal because I've always told you there really isn't a normal. But let's move on. I digress because I'm not sure if it'll be next week or not. I really thought it was going to be this week that my schedule got screwy and he didn't have time. So I've got some other things in the works here. And I thought, you know what, what better way than to be, I try to be as transparent as possible and pardon me. So I, I'm sitting at my desk here and I'm moving a lot. You might hear some background noise. <laughs> I don't have a chair per se. I have a ball. So I'm sitting on one of those huge um, balls, exercise balls, <clears throat> and I keep slipping off of it. Um, and so I apologize for the movement. But anyways, yesterday I finally did it. I went into my closet. I grabbed my running blade. For those of you that know me, You know that my running blade and I are not friends. Uh, That thing scares me, but I owe it to myself and I owe it to the company that donated it to me for me to get active on it. Um, I've never been a huge runner. 
I did it because I knew it would be a quick way to get exercise, but my body hates me for it. So if you're like me, but I thought, you know what, there's other things you can do with the running blade. And quite frankly, when I use my running blade, even to walk, it makes me stay focused. It makes me, um, I think I stress a lot. So I, I think I burn more calories while I'm in it. And uh, yesterday was no different. First off, you have to understand with my running blade, and my regular leg. So my regular leg I have here, and for those of you watching online, this is my C leg, the one I plug in, the one I wear every day. And it's heavy. I mean, it is really, really heavy. So when you put on a running blade, it is much lighter. Um, you get used to it really, really quick in that respect. And then when you go to put your regular leg on, you feel like someone put a cement block on your foot. It's crazy how different they feel. But I also have to screw it in. So I have a hex nut that I use, and this is right here. This top section I have, I screw into my socket. And my socket has the other side. It screws in. So I'm twisting and twisting and twisting to get my leg on and off. Usually I cannot do that while my leg is on because it tends to adjust my socket in the way it fits. But yesterday, I'm so excited to announce, I was able to take it. I took it off before and put it on. I took it off my leg and put on my running blade before I put my leg on. And then I put my leg on, figured out if my running blade felt right. It didn't, so I had to readjust where, how far I screwed it in. Because if you screw too far, the back part of the blade can actually come by and clip your ankle bone. And I will tell you from experience, that is an awful awful feeling and you you won't see a bruise or anything but the zinger it puts through you is incredible because that is fiberglass hitting a bone so you don't want that and you don't want it towed in because then you're going to end up coming across funny you need it just right and so that's one of the parts that usually freaks me out about it because i'm i think i know what i need but i won't know until i screw up and I really don't want to screw up so i usually ask david or randy to check it for me so yesterday i didn't and I decided to get it on and just start walking around. And, and I, I tell you this because the transparency I feel is very important. Um, yes, I, I have a very healthy fear of my running blade. I don't like to fall. I'm not sure how my body at my age will take a fall. Um, I already have some aches and pains and I did have a fall like a year and a half ago, hit my shoulder and tore my AC joint up here and it still hurts. That was like a year and a half ago. So I have a healthy fear of falling, especially on cement. You know, when I was surfing, that was the best um, best time of my life because you could try something and when you fall into water, it is so much nicer than cement. So I'm trying to get over that. There is a healthy fear, but I can tell you for certain that fear can inhibit your looseness and learning something new. And when you're not loose, you tend to make mistakes and that's when you actually hurt yourself. So I'm trying, I really am. So here's how I do it. And so for those of you that are interested in trying to get into your running blade or you have one and you just, like me, you kind of put it in a corner for a little bit and look at it, think maybe today, no, not today, maybe tomorrow. He's taken baby steps. So yesterday I put it on. I wasn't planning on going anywhere. I just wanted to walk around my house. So I did. I just, I kept it locked. 
and I walked around my house. I did some things here and there. Um, I learned from someone who was working with me on teaching me how to use the running blade. Um, she's an amputee and above knee amputee as well. And uh, she uh, told me about something she calls the dance party. And I thought, well, I love music. Um, I'm gonna give that a try today. And I had my music all over my house, going on all the different speakers. I uh, had it cranked. Uh, I'm sure my neighbors probably could hear it. And you actually just learn to bounce in your running blade with your, so the running blade is extremely bouncy and your normal leg isn't unless you're up on your toe and you're kind of doing a bounce like that. So it's kind of like doing at first jumping jacks without the upper body parts. You're just, you bounce out and in, out and in with both your feet. You have to learn how to bounce together and be up in the air and separate your legs bounce out, bounce in, bounce out. Sounds simple until the first time you try it. And then you're like, wait, do I bounce one then left, right then left? No, you bounce together. Bounce out, bounce in, bounce out, bounce in. Once you've got that figured out and you're doing it to music, which makes it more fun, you can start doing a front and backward bounce. So one leg goes forward while the other one bounces back at the same time. And then you shift them. You don't meet in the middle. You just shift front to back, front to back, front to back you know, with your left and right leg. And you can do this to music. I'll tell you right now, it's a great workout if you continue to do it. Um, you can do circles when you're doing it, whatever. But it gets you used to the feeling of this being on your leg. So that was great. I did that yesterday. I had fun. I, you know, laughed at myself. Um, I did a video. I probably will post it on YouTube and feel silly, but I thought someone could benefit from this because I did. And if you want to use your running blade, but you're afraid to go out in public and make a fool of yourself right off the bat, this is a great way to just have fun with it and you can do it inside. So that I'm going to hopefully get onto YouTube here in the next couple days. Then what I decided to do is I decided I was going to go walk outside. So I, well, I shouldn't say it. before I went outside, I unlocked my leg and I did a little bit of walking with it unhinged, working on how hard I had to step through to make sure my toe planted on the running blade. And I just walked around the house with it open. And so I'll tell you it's locked or it's open. Okay, locked means that there's no knee bend. It's st it's stuck, it's locked in place, no knee bend. Um, unlocked or open, I, there's a switch I can flip and then my foot area or my, the loop, the curve of the blade can swing back and forth freely. And it's up to me to stay totally mentally engaged, to get it forward so I can step in confidence. So I was open hinged, running, walking around the house, doing my thing. Then I did some closed hinge where I did some running with it closed, locked. Um, you can do that a lot of above knee amputees when they're learning especially, and some that just continue to do it that way, choose to run and you'll see, if you've ever seen any videos, you'll see people running and their gait is where it swings out and lands, swings out and lands, swings out. That's because they've locked their knee. It doesn't come straight under their hip and flip out. It is locked, so they have to swing their leg. That's great and all, but my fear is that over time, that cannot be good for my hip, hips, my hip alignment, my back. So I really didn't want to ever just get used to doing that. But for the sake of just getting used to running and feeling that moment of 
being totally in the air before a foot lands, I locked it and I did a little bit in my hallways in my house. Um, now that I'm at a ranch, I have like a track here. So it's great. I had room to go. Uh, just as long as I don't fall into my grandfather clock, we're good. So I did that. Then I went outside and I kept it locked, went outside, went up my driveway. Um, I have a very steep hill of a driveway. So I walked up that and then got up on the street and I did locked jogging a little bit in front of my house. You know, no one's around. It's a pretty peaceful uh, neighborhood. So I did a little bit of that. And um, I decided, well, we're not going to unlock it today. I'm just not in the mood. I don't want to fall. Baby steps, right? I told you baby steps. Now you have to understand that um, when I first started learning how to run on my running blade a couple years ago before my 10K at the Rock and Roll Phoenix Rock and Roll Marathon, um, I tried to learn to run at night because I didn't want anybody watching me. Um, yes, I'm vain. Yes, I want to be perfect at everything I try. And no, I'm not perfect at this at all. As a matter of fact, when I watch the Paralympians that run and sprint in above knee um, prosthetics or two above knees, I'm in awe that they do that. And I keep thinking, oh, I hope they don't fall or wipe out because it would be huge. And they are just amazing to me. I'm like, I aspire to be just like that. Um, I would be happy if I could just get out and do a healthy jog on a weekly basis. I think that would be amazing. So I'm working that way. So baby steps. So yesterday I did, um, did that. I decided, you know, I'm feeling pretty comfortable. I actually went out to a store with my running blade on. I walked through the store with it locked just so I didn't, if I was shopping for something, I didn't misdirect my mind and forget to step through all the way because like I said, there is nothing worse than falling <laughs> in a store, a grocery store, while you're holding onto a cart. And, you know, and I didn't want to hit my face on the cart handle or whatever because I went down fast. So I just locked it. And then I came home and I thought to myself, you know what? The only way you're going to face your fears and really give this a go is if you get a tr on a treadmill. We have a YMCA membership here in our area. I have not been to it in a while because I have a full-on workout studio right here. But I don't have a treadmill in a way to be secure and safe when I'm trying to run for the first time. Now, the better part of me said it would be much easier just to, you know, wait till tomorrow. I'll just wait till tomorrow. But the person that's really, really stubborn decided it was time to face some fears. So I got changed and me and my running blade actually went to the gym <laughs> now what I did is somewhere in there I forgot I went I had to go so, oh I had an interview for something so I ended up having to change into my regular blade my regular walking leg and that was cool because I was able to actually do that with my socket on like I said normally I can't but I did it with my socket on and I untwisted it I'm so excited I was able to put it back on everything worked great I was Although I have to say I stumbled a little bit because my sea leg is so much heavier than a running blade and I had been in my running blade for a while and got used to the weight. So there's always a learning curve, even for a few minutes. By the time I got to the car, everything was good. But anyways, I digress. I went to the Y and for the first time ever, I had my running blade with me. I sat on the side of my car. I took my, my hex nut screw out and unscrewed my sea leg 
undid that, which is really quite a sight actually, because I'm sitting there twisting my leg in front of me and my foot's going up and around and up and around. And um, I took that off and then got my running blade on, had to get readjusted, because like I said, after being in one leg or another, it takes a few minutes. So I didn't want to walk through the parking lot and be stumbling. And the parking lot was really, really like gnarly, like really bumpy. So I was like, don't, don't hit an edge and go. So it was locked and I walked in real slow, swinging my leg. I checked in. I went straight for the, um, the treadmills. My heart now is totally racing. I am totally thinking about who's watching me. What do they think? How do they, how are they reacting? I'm trying not to make eye contact or connect. I just, and I realized I forgot my AirPods, so I didn't have music. I'm like, okay, we're not doing well. It's been a while since you've been to the gym. You've forgotten routines. Found a treadmill. There was only a couple people on some of the treadmills there. There was a few young people working out. And I was like, okay, you can do this. So I get up on the treadmill. and I'm just staring at it. And I'm like, do I really, am I ready for this? Do I, do I really, what happens if you trip and fall? I mean, God forbid, you've seen those hilarious workout gym videos where people watch other people and videotape and the person bites it because they went too fast on a treadmill and they whack their face and fly off. That That is in my head. The only thing I'm thinking about, please don't be that person that is someone's video and everybody's laughing because you just bit it. You know, you'd hope that there's a little bit more humanity to some of the people that are in the gym and maybe people going, wow, good for her for trying this out and being there. But I also know society and I know that some people are just, they think everything is hilarious and they don't think about the repercussions to their videotaping. So yes, I was probably thinking way too much about it, but that is me. And I wanted to be really honest with you that I was petrified. I mean, I was just literally terrified as I go, okay, you can do this. You know what? Just walk. That's what I said to myself. Just walk. You don't have to come and run on a treadmill. People walk on treadmills all the time. So I got my leg ready. I unlocked it so it's an open hinge. I got a little bit loose there and I just checked it out, make sure it's moving quickly and and the way it's supposed to, hoping that I have it twisted on correctly because I did it in the parking lot. Started the button, quick start, starts at like one mile an hour. I'm like, okay, this is easy. Up a couple, up a couple more, keep going. I'm at two miles per hour, still too slow. I'm getting warmed up get up to two and a half miles an hour. I'm doing pretty good. Just went that for a little while and just got the feel thinking, basically I was trying to talk myself into trying to jog. I am now got a complete death grip on the heart rate monitor in the front of me because I'm thinking, and I did, by the way, I did clip the stop thing just in case I did go flying off. I didn't want that to keep rolling. So I had that clip to my shirt, safety first, and I'm walking and I'm trying not to see people, but I can see people, people are walking by and I'm hearing myself because I don't have my AirPods in and I can hear my running blade hitting really hard. So I'm trying to like make it sound like a normal gait. Bumped it up to 2.9. It was a good enough pace for me for this time because I know once I get over three, I get into a really fast walk slash too slow of a jog to actually get my body moving. And I wasn't really ready to commit to like three and a half, 3.9 miles per hour. So I stuck at about 2.9 and did that for about 10 minutes. And I felt really good about myself. And I thought, 
I just, you know what? It's okay to just stop it at a walk today. And I did. 10, 10 and a half minutes in, I'm like, yep, that's all I needed. And, um, you know, I'm like, okay, now is not the time to fall. So lock your leg, carefully get down. I don't know about you, but if you ever get on a treadmill, it feels really, really surreal about how you get off because your body's used to moving in a certain way. And then you have to slow down to get off so you don't trip and fall. I don't know if that's an amputee thing or if it's just a me thing. But, you know, I take my time got the wipe things to wipe down the handles because I literally was sweating all over those handles and uh, cleaned that off and then had to get back down off of it again. And I'm like, okay, you're doing fine. You know what? It's okay. You're going to leave. And then I saw the guy that checked me in and I thought, he's probably going, she's done already. She, she just checked in. So I was getting ready to say something to him and somebody goes, hey, I didn't know you go here. And I was like, Hi. And it ended up being somebody from my, my son's school. And we sat and talked. And I thought, of course, this is how God would, would plan this. Because I'm a, I'm a faith-based person. I know how things work for me. Um, this is my belief. But um, we just sat and talked. Uh, she wanted to know about my situation. And she's like, I never got a chance to really ask you at school. There was always so much going on. And she just wanted to know my story. So we spent 15, 20 minutes out in the parking lot talking. And I just realized that you know, maybe this wasn't all just meant for me to, you know, get over some fears, but I was also able to tell someone my, my journey and hopefully motivate and, um, and help her appreciate where I've been and, and what I'm doing. And I, I had expressed my fears of being there and doing this and feeling odd and lopsided. And, and then she, you know, told me, you know what, I would bet anybody that's looking at you is probably looking at you going, wow, that's incredible. So, you know, it did my heart good to hear somebody else's take when I shared my fears and my vulnerability with someone. I think it's amazing how we have an opportunity every moment we turn around to help somebody, motivate someone and get someone on track to where they need to be or to appreciate what they have or appreciate where they're at. And I know she's dealing with her own issues um, not, not as visual as mine. Mine is obviously extremely visual, not having a leg. Um, but hers, you know, back issues and things like that. And it's hard to deal with pain, especially when pain isn't obvious to the, the outside person. So when, when you see people on the street, you know, it was a really good reminder to me that not everybody we see that looks put together is all put together. To remember that, that we each have our moments and our days where we're not at our best and it's okay, but it's not okay to judge other people and based on what they're doing or saying because we haven't walked in their shoes. We have no idea what they're experiencing at that moment. The person that is angry at you for taking too much time or what about that person that gets out of a handicapped spot that doesn't look handicapped? We don't know. I mean, there's times I've used the handicap spot. I mean, it's obvious to the to the person looking at me. Um, there's a lot of times I don't feel handicapped and I feel bad if I use it. But there are times when I can barely walk like into the grocery store and I need that closer spot because my socket isn't fitting well. And so, you know, you may not know that by looking at me because I'm sucking it up and doing my best to keep moving forward. And I just think, it is such a great reminder that 
you know, you guys may see me and see me doing all these wonderful things or wishing you could be there and not being in pain that you're in or not fitting in your socket or dealing with back issues or whatever. And you see me doing jump rope and here I am. But I'll tell you what, the fear I had yesterday with having my socket on in public and giving it a whirl was very high for me. And I want you to know that it's, it's not easy. But if I don't face that fear, I will never improve. I can't become a runner as an amputee if I don't start running. If I don't learn to get in on a treadmill where it's safe first for me to start running and do that and make mistakes in front of people, it that's for those of you that aren't amputees, you have no idea how much that stops the average person who's an amputee from doing anything adventurous. The fear of being judged, the fear of failure, the fear of making looking like a fool in front of people, even though the majority of people would be like, wow, look at them try. Most of us are too afraid or too embarrassed to want to do that and fail in front of people. You know, do you want to fail in front of people whenever you try something? No, of course not. You want to look like you know what you're doing whenever you do something. So for me yesterday, getting in there and even walking 10 minutes was a victory. It was a baby step, but it was a victory. I saw it. I felt it. I know how it's going to go. Now I can go back and maybe this time I crank it up and I try running. Maybe this time I'll feel better doing it. And so I just wanted to share that with you. Um, it is on my heart and, you know, I, I pray that my my uh, type A personality will carry me through and get me to a point where I will feel safe enough in that environment to give it everything I've got, even if I fail. Um, I just pray that my failure isn't falling flat on my face on a huge machine because it will be ugly. I mean, really ugly. So, you know, I just, I thought I, it was in my heart. I wanted to share that with you because it's real. It is, um, it's not a proud moment for me, but I will take the baby step that I walked in a parking lot in front of people with my running blade on for the first time in, maybe it's been a year since I've been out in public in it. And yeah, it probably has because I had my TMR surgery last December and I know I hadn't put it on since then because I was still trying to fit into my sockets that I had. And if you're not fitting in a socket to walk, you sure are not going to want to try running in something that's going to hurt. So it's been like a year since I've been in it and definitely not in public. And, you know, the baby step was getting through a parking lot in front of people getting on a treadmill, knowing everybody's wondering how good of a runner I will be. Yeah, I probably disappointed a lot of people. They thought I was going to run and they could see an amputee running. Yeah, not not yesterday. I was just proud of myself for actually getting on a treadmill and proving myself that I could walk. Then maybe the next time I can start a jog. So baby steps, small goals. Set small goals for yourself, especially if you're afraid. Fear is natural when you're trying to do something new. But if we don't try to overcome fears, then we'll never know what we're capable of. And there are great things at the end of those fears and things that we can conquer that are going to be amazing. So maybe someday I'll be running and I'll be able to do a a podcast on me running and a video. But until then, you know, baby steps. 
So I, I guess what I would like to end with, with a call to action for this week is you probably guessed it. What are your baby steps? You know, we talk about goal setting all the time and I know some of my call to actions feel almost repetitive, but maybe in this respect, there are two aspects we can take. Something that I gleaned from yesterday. One, we don't know what other people are feeling. So we need to reserve judgment for the person who judges. And that is not us. We are not to, to judge one another. We, we need to live in our own life and deal with what we need to deal with and be compassionate and understanding and caring to the world around us because we need that more than ever. So my call to action to you, be kind, be compassionate, even when someone is at your throat and tearing you down or being rude or someone who's ornery in your life or someone you've never met being mean, they might be dealing with something because most people don't handle adversity well. And if they're struggling with pain or struggles in their life, their relationships, their work, whatever, they tend to, some people will just tend to take it out on whoever's nearest them. And it may be a complete stranger. You know, I always think of the person in the shopping line, you know, that's frustrated because the line is too long or the person that's really angry and drives like a crazy person around you. It may not be that just they want to get home. It may, they may be going to a hospital. They may have gotten bad news. They, whatever. So live a compassionate, loving life and give people a little bit of grace when they attack and realize it isn't you. Okay. Second call to action would be create some baby steps. What is your biggest fear right now? And what can you do to overcome it? Even if it's just a little bit like me walking through a parking lot into a public place with my running blade on was a fear of mine. The second baby step was getting on a treadmill. The third baby step actually using the treadmill. And I'm not to the running. So I, I went through a couple baby steps and I can literally without a doubt say that I left yesterday feeling much better about myself because I got over the first hump and that is just getting out there with my, my running blade. So create some baby steps for you. Figure out what's holding you back and create a couple little baby steps, little goals, tiny goals. Just take it little by little. A goal is a goal. And if you have a fear of failure or fear of embarrassing yourself, what can you do to just inch into it? Because you're not going to get over it if you just keep looking at it from a distance. And then you'll never hit that goal. You'll never be able to know what you're capable of. So until next week, I want you to be working on those baby steps and I want you to be working on some compassion and some understanding for those people around you that maybe need a little more grace and you may never know why they treated you the way they did, but understand that it wasn't you, that they're dealing with their own set of issues just like you have. So until next time, be healthy, be happy, be you.